we lose our value. And yeah. uh, I, I just um, really, I, there's a defiant part of me that um, I first need to value myself and then uh, go from there. Yeah. Value other um, older people and have intergenerational relationships. Mm-hmm. Have relationships with people of all ages. Yeah. Because I feel like that is part of what um, does away with ageism. Today I'm talking to Judith Boyd about aging with hats. Judith, it's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Yes, it's wonderful to meet you too. You're in Vienna? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and and you are in Denver. Denver, Colorado, yes. Uh Uh-huh. So, Judith, I saw you on Instagram and I was just so fascinated about what you do uh, with your hats. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I don't have one on today. Um, It's Sunday and caftan Sunday. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> Where did this idea come from? My hats? Yes. Um, well, in the 70s, I'm 80. So in the 70s, I was in my 30s. And um, I started wearing vintage hats. For, I was really into vintage and estate sales and vintage shops. And I started wearing hats. And um, I worked in mental health, but um, as a psychiatric nurse, and I wore street clothes, not uniforms. And sometimes I would wear them to work and um, the patients loved them. And um, then I opened a hat shop in the 80s. And so for four years, I had a hat shop here in Denver. And um, so ever since then, um, I have, yeah, I, I just really do love hats. And I have a hat room where I store my hats really? in my house. So yeah. how, how many hats do you own? I have no idea. Oh, no okay. idea. Hundreds, hundreds. But um, in, the, in the 70s, uh, we used to wear hats more often, I would say. I mean, I remember as a child, I had hats. Uh-huh. Well, I had hats as a child, uh, I guess just for Easter, mostly. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, you know, our hat shop, it was really hard to make it um, profitable because, I mean, if it would have been in another city, maybe on the coast, either East or West Coast, maybe East Coast, but uh, we found our primary markets here in Denver, and I, it changed me. And we would go to New York to buy, and that was always um, interesting. And I, I just learned so much about hats, and my taste changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always changing. But um, at this point, for me to to purchase a hat, I have to it has to be really unusual and I have to love it because I have so many. Oh yeah, of course. And do you now always, or or let me say, do you previously when you bought uh, say a dress, did you always think of, okay, there has to be a hat with this? Oh, you mean now? 
Um, well, it, for uh, previously, you know, when you said you you had this interest in vintage hats, do you right. also, did you also then started dressing that way so that the hat would fit the outfit? Um, yes, I would buy vintage, and um, you know, I always managed to combine them in some way. Okay. I uh, I wore vintage in the seventies. And um, I was mostly into the 40s then, which now it's like the 40s and the 70s, like that's 30 years. And so now people are in into the younger people are into like the 80s and 90s. It's the same span. Um, but I would wear um, vintage dresses to work mm. and uh, sometimes oversized and belted with boots and uh, nobody else dressed like that, but I felt like it was more interesting than retail, and um, it was less expensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was okay with being different. It didn't really bother me. And now, as I look back, I was um, participating in sustainability since the 70s. Yeah. Really? Uh, and I still am. So... But yes. I see your outfits and, and they are just, you've got such a great style. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it, and, and you've just always had that naturally. Um, I didn't, uh, you know, my education was in healthcare. So it was yeah. just something I always did on the side. And it also, um, because Many times when I would go to work, I would be talking with the the um, uh, with people that are in crisis. And so it kind of set the tone for the day. And it was like a meditation to get ready for work. And um, it, it was like participating in art for me when um, well, I think creating relationships with people who um, are having serious mental health issues is, is also an art. Yeah. Um, rela- relationships are are an art as well. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true, and I th- it it just shows you also the attention that you or that you said that the patients were very interested in the hats. So that was also uh, probably this f- a change of focus then, and and it shows <laughs> that we are then also we are naturally drawn to that naturally drawn to to beauty and to beautiful things well management didn't always agree with we Mary, with my oh, work <laughs> and in fact i changed jobs one time because um i received feedback that wasn't positive and i as a nurse i could find a job easily mm-hmm. And so that uh, many people wouldn't be able to do that. I understand it's kind of a um, an occupation where I can always find where I could. I am not doing that now, but where I could always find another job. So I could, you know, quit my job if I didn't want to stay there. Yeah, but Judith, how did this Instagram page start? Why? Um, how did you, because you you do fantastic <laughs> things there. Well, actually, in 2010, I started a blog. I don't know if you know this history or not. No, I don't. Uh, Okay, I started a blog in 2010. My husband had been diagnosed with cancer in 
2005, a very rare cancer. And we did everything we could to um, prolong his life. He was the healthiest person I knew, so it was very shocking. And um, in 2010, he had had um, he had gone into remission, and then he had a recurrence, and he was going to have chemo for the rest of his life as long as he could tolerate it. So he became. I loved to put together outfits and uh, had a lot of vintage and and consignment and thrift shop pieces. So he became my photographer, and which he had never done before. And so I, w I started this blog, and I had no idea what I was doing, and sometimes I still don't. But anyway, um, I had a special series of what to wear to chemo, so I would get dressed up, and then he would take my photo in the exam room before he received really? his chemo. And so I found this like amazing support system out there that I would not have otherwise had. And, and then um, I blogged through cancer caregiving and his death and grief. And then my um, transformation into um, moving forward. So Nelson, my husband, uh, I feel that he's still with me in terms of this was the gift that he gave to me to kind of, um, you know, propel me forward in the midst of the largest loss of, of my life and most difficult time in my life. So, But isn't it amazing that in the midst of this sad time or this, this terrible tragedy that... Mm -hmm you found something like this, you know, that you found something beautiful to do and to not uplift just yourself, but also others, I assume. Well, I don't think anybody else was blogging about outfits and death. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I found it a way to, like on my blog dashboard, I, at the moment I was feeling a certain way, I could just write it down and then I could go back and edit it so that I could put it out there. And it was very therapeutic for me. I would just say exactly what was going on and um, and uh, in the midst of how I was feeling. And because I was a psych nurse, I was really used to talking about feelings. So I feel like it prepared yeah. me to, uh, you know, I felt comfortable talking about the, the intensity of my experience, but I could edit it so that it could be received. Um, and I still have friends um, from those early days that were bloggers mm -hmm. as well. And I found Advanced Style, I'm sure you know about Ari Seth Cohen. Um, in 2010, uh, he was in New York and uh, my daughter Camille lived there. She was a dancer. And so I met him in 2010, and um, he was always so generous and kind in terms of sharing some of what I was doing. And then I started my Instagram years later. Um, I don't remember. It was I can't remember how many what year I started that, like 2013 or something like that. Um, and then I started TikTok about a year ago. Really? So, um, Amazing. 
So that's kind of the history of where style crone yeah. came from. But you are so, you look so young and, and this should really not be, yeah, this should really not even be a conversation, but you look so young. You said you are in your, you are 80. Yes. I, um, I turned 80 in March and, um, it's and very my, different than turning 70. I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm 58. Yes. So. Uh, so I'm old enough to be your mother, basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's one of the things that I talk about on my Instagram is aging and ageism. And I feel um, my health is my most important issue or um priority um because without health it's very difficult to do whatever you want to do i certainly saw that and i see it today you know i have many friends who i've lost over the years and um so the most important thing for me is taking care of myself and um i'm a yogi uh i i love yoga and then <clears throat> i meditate um I build my life around the structure of my health. And uh, that's amazing. I talk about it on my Instagram sometimes. I talk about um, ageism in terms of there are yeah. so many myths out there. And so that's part of what I, um, what is important to me. Yeah. But I think the same, you know, I think. I looked at you and I looked at your pictures and I think stunning woman, you know, your energy, your whole, everything about you. And, and it's such a myth that you think, you know, we think, well, if you say retire at 60 or 65, then what, what is there? And you've just proved now that you can go on and just do these fabulous things. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah, the movement, the, you know, the movements, I see you do these movements and these dances and things with your hats. It's so amazing. Oh, oh, thank you. Um, I feel like uh, part of the, re I don't like the word retirement. It sounds like you're just going to, you know, what is life? Stop. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a, a transition is a better word because... I was still working part-time as a nurse when right before my husband died. And then I, I quit because I didn't want to miss any of the time with him. And I was just working a couple of days a week at that point. So, um, and for me, I, I don't want, I want to, um, of course I want to be, um, the best as I can and, and as healthy as I can. I, I, I certainly understand and support how anyone decides to age. It's a personal decision, but I've chosen not to have um, any interventions in terms of surgery and um, injections or uh, Botox or anything, just, just because, well, first of all, it's expensive. And yeah. I, I want to, uh, I like to travel. I, I, there's things that are more important to me. And so I feel like there's room for whatever we choose to do as we age. That's, that's been my decision. But isn't it so, in, uh, you know, so 
sad really that there are so much pressure on us to to not age you know so, no, so uh, we know, lose and, our value we lose our value and yeah. uh, i i just um, really i there's a defiant part of me that um i first need to value myself and then uh, go from there, yeah. value other um, older people and have intergenerational relationships, mm -hmm. have relationships with people of all ages. Yeah. Because I feel like that is part of what um, does away with ageism. Yeah, that's true. But now what? Uh, what is the future now for you what is the dream still for you because you've got so many hats you've got so many uh, so much energy and so many beautiful <laughs> so wonderful way of looking at life um i really admire you so much and but what's there still for you the dream oh you know i i i guess i really haven't had goals um particularly uh, it's important for me to always keep learning because things change all the time on social media platforms oh, you yeah. know never ever uh so that's good for my brain to um learn um it's like learning another language and <laughs> that um i think uh, every time i post it's like a political act in terms of um, ageism and in terms of sustainability, I really have been into the climate change movement. And uh, so I feel that what I put out there, um, everything, every time I post, it's a political act and that is energizing to me. But you, you live it. I mean, you are the proof of what you say. <laughs> uh, you know, when you say something like that, you are really the proof because you you do it, you live it. Right. I I try to put forward what is true for me. Yeah. And as I said, um, turning eighty was much different than 70. 70 was like tra-la-la, really. Really? And, yeah, yeah, it was. I, I I had a huge party in my house. I love to dance. I had a huge party. That was pre-pandemic. Uh, <laughs> um, but turning 80, it it's definitely the final act of life because obviously people live to be over 100. I don't know. You know, everything is unpredictable. And I have no idea how long I'll live, but to turn 80, then, you know, of course, I think, oh, I, it's important for me to do what I want to do, because yeah. who knows how many years I have? Who knows if I'll be 90? So every, I try to incorporate that into what I do to, um, um be aware of the gift of time that i have and um try to enjoy 
my days mm. because who knows? And yeah. I think it's important to, uh, I'm comfortable talking about death because of what happened with my husband, Nelson. And we, we talked about death all the time as he was approaching that. Um, so um, it's kind of like taboo in our culture. But there's so many similarities to death and birth because birth is unpredictable. It's kind of messy. I, you, and then death is unpredictable. And you, it, it's like, who knows what it's going to look like? Yeah. Well, I hope to to get also an insight from you what it's like to be 90. Yes, I'm a, I I do um actually I haven't found very many women on Instagram that are 90 that are mm. in the style arena. Mm. But there's some on TikTok that are in their 90s and there is but their their platform, it's either a child or um, a grandchild that's helping them. Mm. And but they're it's very fun to follow them because they're so um, they're characters. They're very yeah. interesting and funny. And I mean, they have millions of followers. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that until I, you know, started becoming more familiar with that platform. It's not all young people. Amazing. I, but I think the older we get, the more we we just um, relax about things, you know, and, and just do and be ourselves and do the things that we want to do. Hopefully. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like... Um, I feel like Ari Seth Cohen has changed um, with his advanced style movement. I feel like it's helped to change the perception of older people mm. in our culture. And definitely it had an impact on me because, you know, you get to see all of these people and he travels and goes to different countries and so on, that there are many people that are vibrant and uh, still interested in dressing up. And it's so reassuring. Mm. And it, it kind of gives us all permission to just be who we are. Yeah. Why not? And exactly. not everybody's going to like it. Yeah. They're not going to like it anyway. So, mm. <laughs> you know, no matter what you do, there's always going to be people exactly. that are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Judith, you are my great inspiration, really. Oh, thank you, <laughs> kind of you to say. I know. I, honestly, I think your style, your your way of thinking, it's it's amazing. And um, and I think it's it's really lovely to see that you still, you know, you dress up, you do all you you I, I see on your pictures, you go through a lot of trouble. Uh, to to really style yourself so beautifully, it's it's really an inspiration. Oh, thank you. Uh, it, it's something that I love to do, and sometimes it gets kind of chaotic in my uh, upstairs area. Because, oh, okay. <laughs> and behind me, this is a scarf installation. Um, oh, yeah, I was I was wondering what that is. All your scarves as well. Uh, well, my summer scarves, and um, I. 
I found these mostly out-of-state sales, so they're vintage. Yeah. And most of them are vintage and silk. And this way I don't have to feel guilty about having so many scarves because it's like art. Yes. Yeah. It's such a great idea. Yeah. So I, I see it every day. I see my scarf collection. And, and uh, if I'm looking for a scarf to wear, um, I can just bring in the item or the garment and then just like, you know, find a perfect Amazing. neck. Yeah, well, this is a great idea. All my scarves are in a drawer, but I think they'll come out. <laughs> you might not have thousands, though. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, Judith, this was so lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for your time and for all these wise words. Um, and I'm sure following you still, it's it's so amazing to see what you come up with. Oh, thank you. And I I'm going to make sure that I... Um, I think I, I love your style and it's really interesting to, um, talk to somebody from Vienna. I never have. Really? Oh, oh, I see. Well, you have to come and visit. Oh, I would love <laughs> to. I heard so many wonderful things yeah. about Vienna. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful city, but let me know when you're in Vienna, we can go and okay. have a coffee in one of the great coffee houses here. Uh, one of the great what? Coffee houses here in Vienna. Uh, oh, yeah. well, I'll have to put that on my wish list. You have to do that. And I will for sure have to dress up when I'm when I'm coming with you for a coffee. Okay, sounds <laughs> wonderful. And you're always welcome in Denver. Thank you so much. Now, I will definitely, whenever, I've never been to America, but whenever I come, I will definitely um, write and tell you because I would love to see your ads. Your whole yes. collection. I'll, I would show you, I would give you a tour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Judith. Have a lovely afternoon. Uh, it was very uplifting. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah.